Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Paul says by the Holy Spirit, finally, my brethren, be strong in yourself. You see, the problem with only being strong in, in yourself is all the things that you cannot do. You know, a human being as weak as this little piece of paper is, there's no human being that can fold this piece of paper even eight times. There's one fold, two fold, three folds, four folds, five folds, six folds. Uh, I stop at seven. And many of us want to live our lives leaning on our own strength, but I, I can't even bend my, my pinky without moving my ring finger. I, I, I can't even kiss my elbow. There are, are, are limitations. Most of us can't even relax, to be, be frank with you, uh, much less control the weather, control the traffic, control of the people, control the future. We can't even stop getting older. And many of us, our only strength is in ourselves. And that's why sometimes we are so frustrated. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the one who, who created the tree that produced the paper. Be strong in the one who created the pinky and the elbow without getting advice from anyone, without getting ideas from anyone else in the universe. Came up with that idea out of nowhere and nothing. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Strength is looking at your, your, your problems in the light of God's might instead of looking at God in the shadow of your problems. You see, it's hard to stay down when you, when, you, when you keep looking up. Put on the whole armor of God. All that I'm about to teach you over these next few weeks have to be taken together. You know, if you try to get in a foot race with only one sneaker on, you're not going to be successful. It says put on the whole armor. Imagine going out on the football field without shoulder pads or maybe having your shoulder pads but not having a helmet. You will be at an extreme disadvantage. It says put on the whole armor of God. And if you just embrace a certain part of the armor, you will not be successful. Just like if only half a ship is seaworthy, the whole ship is going to sink. So we want to put on the whole armor, the full armor of God in order for us to be able to stand in the day that we're living. Put on the whole armor of God, all of it, that you may be able to stand, watch this, against the wiles of the devil. The devil is real. And he is a beguiler. He is a bully. He is a forcer. He is a fraud. And the only language he understands is strength. He, he doesn't understand kindness. He doesn't understand mercy. And right now we are in the battle for the hearts and souls of our families and, and our churches and, and our nation and, and, and neighborhoods. And, and the devil's not just going to back off because, you know, we love God. If anything, that just stirs him up and causes him to fight harder. Let's skip to verse 13. Take up the whole armor. Again, he repeats what he just said in verse, verse 12. Why? Why do we need this armor? Because we are in a literal and a very real spiritual battle. And we're dealing with a highly organized enemy. And, and by the way, his only play is deception. Satan knows that Jesus defeated him at the cross. 
So he spends all of his time trying to make sure we don't believe that. Let's go to uh, Colossians chapter 2 and verse uh, 15. And watch what Paul tells us happened at the the, the cross. And this this is a powerful verse of scripture. And if it wasn't in my Bible, and I just listened to the way many folks spoke about life and, and the adversary, I wouldn't believe these verses. But watch what Paul says. Having disarmed, disarmed, meaning there's no weapons. Having disarmed principalities and power. Satan doesn't have the the same firepower, if you will, against believers as those who do not believe. So according to my Bible, you know, Satan is a real adversary, but in fact, he's disarmed. So the only way he could defeat us is to get us to put our arms down. And that's why he's constantly trying to make us think we're not nothing. We can't do anything because he knows if we put our arms down, there can be a fight in which he could win. Having disarmed, watch this, principalities and powers, he made a public, this was not a private affair in the spirit realm. All the demons saw it, all the angels saw it. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Our victory is rooted in what Jesus did and not in what you or I do. The only part that we play is using the authority that God has given us to keep the devil from stealing from us. Uh, I just said a mouthful, by the way. The only thing we have to do is use the authority that God gave us to stop the devil from stealing from us. But if we don't use it, we cannot stop him. We will not use it if we don't think we have it. So this time of study of the full armor is super important because you're going to discover some things you have and how you can win in your life. Back to Ephesians 6 and 13, Paul says, therefore take up the whole armor, whole armor of God. Again, the devil's trying to talk you out of it because you're the only one that can stop him in your life. And many people say, well, you know, if God loves me, he'll stop, stop it. But how's that working for most of the world? The reality is we often get what we tolerate. And and it's when you accept responsibility for you that we can fully realize the power that's really in you in Christ. But you got to, again, take that step and you got to begin to own it and say, you know what, devil, I'm not going to let you push me around anymore. Jesus defeated you. And I'm going to trust what happened at that cross 2,000 years ago. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to fall apart? No, withstand, that you might be able to what? Withstand. The Bible says that we will be able to withstand once we get this armor in our hearts. Withstand in the evil day. And in Bible studies, I've been talking about the end of days or the last days, if you will. And uh, in the last days, they're going to be incredibly evil. And there's going to be incredible evil in those days. And if you want to be able to stand, the only way you're going to do it is if you have a revelation of your armor. And then it says, and having done all to stand, if you take up this armor, you will not only fight, but you will win. And life is too short just to fight for fighting's sake. And, you know, I'm too busy and I'm getting too old just to fight for stuff, uh, you know, just, just because, you know, again, our families are on the line. Our, our churches are on, on the line. Our neighborhoods are on the line. But if you listen today, today's forecast is 100% chance of winning. Verse 14, stand therefore. When we are properly equipped, we will be able 
to stand. I'm not saying that it will be easy. I'm not saying that there won't be setbacks. I'm not saying there won't be obstacles. I'm just saying that winners never quit and quitters never win. And that's just a reality. We got to stay at it and, and, and hang in there. Stand therefore, having girded or belted your waist. Paul was in a Roman prison 24-7. And uh, all day long, he was interacting with soldiers. And God's just amazing. He, he has a way of flipping the script. What was intended for evil Paul or the Holy Spirit actually used for good. And, and the imagery of their uh, dress or, or their, their armor, God used to give Paul a revelation. And God just has an amazing way of using practical things to explain spiritual truths. And this is what he did with Paul. So let me tell you something. No matter what the devil does, God knows how to flip it on his head and use it for good. Having girded or belted your what? Waist. Now, the first piece of armor. Now, he watched this. Often, the first piece of armor that every Roman soldier put on before they put on anything else in the morning was their belt. Now, most of us would think that, you know, belt is not a piece of, uh, of armor. But this belt was actually essential for several other pieces of the soldier's equipment. Uh, the breastplate was actually held by uh, the belt and uh, it, without it, the, the breastplate could very easily flap in the wind. The sword, the arrows, and, and the spears were also worn in the, the belt. Other supplies were, were often attached to the belt. And, and even when the shield was not in use, it was clipped on the belt. So this belt is super important. Having girded your waist, something we, we need to have done, with what? Truth. Now, on the surface... A belt doesn't seem like a very impressive piece of equipment or armor. And matter of fact, no, no soldier would have written back to their girlfriend, you know, saying, saying, hey, you, you need to see this incredible armor I wear, and, and I'm so excited about it. But, but it was the very thing that kept all of, well, most of the pieces uh, together. So, again, if the belt wasn't fastened, a Roman soldier couldn't march across the globe with, with sword and shield and spear and arrow at his side. When he got into battle, it would be very easy for the, uh, the breastplate that was on him to be knocked loose because it was tied by string in the back. And uh, it could shift all around his, his body and, and he wouldn't be free to, to fight as he ought. So the belt was actually foundational to uh, all of the soldier's major equipment. He says, having girded, watch this, your waist with truth. If you want to win spiritually, the first thing you need to settle in your heart is the source of all truth. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer. Stay tuned and we will be right back with the rest of today's teaching. The desire for personal and professional development is a characteristic of successful leaders. It's the desire for growth and to serve with excellence that makes a great leader. The pathway to becoming a better leader isn't always easy. Busy schedules, finding proven resources, and networking with like-minded individuals can be challenging and time-consuming. If this sounds familiar, check out the Renaissance Leadership Network, where you will connect to a dynamic group of peers. Find premium resources and expertise from time-tested world-class leaders to help propel you towards your leadership goals. Best of all, the Renaissance Leadership Network offers ISET continuing education units for its learning events that comply with the ANSI ISET continuing education and training standard. 
For more information, go to rlnleadership.com and learn more about membership benefits designed to take you to the next level of leadership. While you are there, be sure to register for the next online leadership session. Now back to today's teaching. You know, truth is indestructible. Now, so, hate, hatred may attack it. Ignorance may, may, may mock it. Some may even try to hide it. But in the end, there it is. And that's the way truth is. Truth uh, endures. Truth keeps marching on. And, and I want you to listen to Jesus. He says it this way. He says, John 17, 17, sanctify them. Jesus was praying for his disciples at this time. And the disciples were listening and they wrote down his, his prayer. He says, sanctify them, literally mean, which, which it literally means set apart or make them special. Something that was sanctified was special. If I had a glass at home that only I drank out of, that would be my special glass. When I grew up, uh, my father had a chair that only my dad sat in. That was his chair. That chair was sanctified for my father. My mother had a little area where she would put on her makeup in a little table, and that was my mother's area. That area was sanctified to my mother. Now, he said this, sanctify them, watch this, by your truth. Truth is what makes us distinct. So don't, don't be afraid of, of being different. Be afraid of being like everybody else. And uh, watch what Jesus says. And, and he's about to tell us the source of all truth. He says, your word is truth. This is important. When, when God's word, God's written word becomes central in your life, all of the the rest of the spiritual armor becomes effective. But if the word of God is not central, if it's just a suggestion, if it's just an idea, if in your mind it's just written by, by, by some men, you need to do a little bit of research because these men died for what they believed and they knew whether or not they were lying. These guys witnessed the very miracles of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, etc. He said, your word is what? Truth. So once we really grab hold of a revelation of the fact, and this may only come by revelation. The Holy Spirit has to show you the truth and the authority of God's word, but nothing is going to work. You are not going to win in your spiritual battles until you get this revelation that God's word is truth. But some people say, well, I'll give you that God's word is truth, but I don't really believe the Bible. Well, the problem is God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God is not schizophrenic. So whatever God says today is consistent with what he said 2,000 years ago. Well, you say, well, that was 2,000 years ago. Well, for a human being, that may be difficult. But Peter tells us, uh, he says, 1,000 years is like only a day to the Lord. Now, here's a question. Has senility set in with God? So as far as God reckons things, God just spoke through Peter, the apostle Paul, James, and, and even Jesus. He only spoke through them two days ago. And many of us think that because it was two days ago, it's somehow irrelevant. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God that can move a mountain. He's the same God that can make your walls come down. And he's the same God that will be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. But here's the deal. You got to believe that, that, you know what, in, in your mind, you might see a lot of distance, but it was like, you know, if today is, is Saturday or Sunday, this was just, you know, 
uh, Wednesday or Thursday to God, and, and he doesn't forget what he said. And, and it wasn't that he wasn't able to forecast what the day would be like that we would live when he spoke these things. So Jesus, when he was speaking, he was speaking across time to you and to me. But you have to get that settled in your heart. And until that's settled in your heart, you don't really have the, breast, uh, the, the, the uh, belt on. Uh, you, 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 you may have a belt in your closet, just like we put a Bible on a shelf somewhere, but you don't have it on until you begin to, to believe that the Bible is uh, the, the word of God. Let's go back to Ephesians 6 and 14. He says, having girded your waist with truth. Now, I didn't do so great in English, so I had to ask an English major to help me with this. But having girded here is a perfect participle phrase. How many of y'all remember this? I slept through all of this stuff. But what we find here is the language here and, and the grammar that's used here means that the second action is contingent upon completing the first. So having girded your waist with truth means that some point in the past, you made a decision and you are now prepared for what you're about to enter into. Meaning in the midst of the battle, you don't want to go grabbing your belt. It might be hard to get it on because the guy is right up on you. You want to make sure before you're in the battle, you have your belt on with, with all the equipment, your sword and all that stuff at your side and, and your breastplate so it can't wiggle and, and walk so you can move and, and do what needs, needs to be done. So this is something that we have to have established in our heart at some point. And this is why I know some people get bothered by me. Every week is line by line by line by line. Yes, it's line by line by line. So you can learn the word of God and be equipped for everything that comes your way so that God can illuminate this word. If all you have in your heart when trouble comes is a country song, you're in trouble. If all you have in your heart is, you know, a pop song when trouble comes, you're in trouble. Uh, we need to make sure we have the word of God in our hearts. So that's why I am so careful every week to go line upon line upon line. He said, having girded your waist with truth. None of us, none of us are going to be able to handle the, the, the fog that comes with spiritual warfare unless we first settle in our hearts that the word of God is true. I want to tell you a story a lady once told me. She said, truth and lie met one day and lie told truth. It's a beautiful day. Truth looked up to the skies and, and, and was perplexed for, for truly it was a beautiful day. And of course, he was expecting lie to lie. Then truth and lie spent a whole day together. They were exchanging stories and having fun. During a stroll, they spotted a lake and uh, lie told truth. The water looks really, really nice. Let's, let's take a dip together. Truth, once again, you know, was suspicious. So, you know, he put his toe in and, and tested the water and discovered that indeed it was very, very, very nice. And and they undressed and, and they, 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 they both started swimming. Suddenly, Lie jumped out of the, the lake and put on Truth's clothes and ran away. The furious Truth then came out of the lake and ran everywhere trying to find Lie so she could get her clothes back. Finally, she came upon the city where Lie was. And Lie had been masquerading, you know, as the Truth. But when the truth started approaching the city, the sheriff commanded his deputy to immediately arrest 
lie. And the townspeople protested. And they, they said, why? Why would you do this? We, we're enjoying her company so much. He answered, because I can see the naked truth running in my direction. The only thing that can protect you from a lie is realizing the truth. And if you want to be armed for battle, you're going to have to determine what is the truth. Ephesians 6 and 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. The first part of the armor, the first thing the Roman soldier put on in the morning was the girdle of truth. Likewise, before we go into the battle, you have to make up your mind that what God says is true. You know what? Everyone else may have a different opinion, but, but God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind. He said, stand therefore having fastened, meaning you, once you fasten a belt, you know, that belt is, is, is strong and it's in place. And we have to have a strong understanding that, that what God said through the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, James, and, and John, of course what God said through Jesus Christ is, is ultimate truth, that they were moved by the Holy Spirit to write the things they wrote. And, and not only do those things bear witness in our hearts, but as we live these things out, we get a chance to actually prove them to be true. And, and I'll tell you, it's been a lot of years, and, and at times I've had trouble with, with certain parts of Scripture, and, and I, I'd have to step out out in faith, I have to push myself, and, and sometimes I have to re really crucify the flesh in order to really step out. But after I stepped out, I was so grateful because I found out God is true. That, that if God said it, he'll do it. Uh, God will keep his promises. He's not a man that he should lie, and I can trust him. And trust in God's word is foundational to our faith, is foundational to spiritual battle, is foundational to winning. He says this, the first part of the armor that's mentioned, stand therefore, having already locked this belt, having girded, I mean, you, 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 you buckled your belt, it's already set, not something you're trying to do in the middle of the storm. Having already done this, having girded your waist with what? Truth. The 20th president of the United States, James Garfield, he, he said this, he said, the truth will set you free, but first it will make you miserable. And uh, I, I understand what, he, what he's saying. But what I want to tell you is the sit-ups may be hard, but winning's worth it. What I want to tell you, the laps may be hard, but winning is worth it. The practice may be long. The practice may be hard, but winning is worth it. The truth may be hard, but the truth will set you free. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.